Welcome to Bring Your Brilliance. Are you ready to find and amplify your voice? Looking to be inspired by those who are already out there making it happen? Listen in as we shine a light on those who bring their full, authentic selves to do what they love, make no apologies, and don't try to fit into other people's boxes. With your host, Carla Taylor, who, after years of being inspired by the brilliantly shining people she was meeting, decided others need to hear these stories too. Hello and welcome to Bring Your Brilliance. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show and podcast. I am your host, Carla Taylor, and we are here on the Inspired Choices Network. And we are so excited to bring in some brilliance of Sona, who I'll be introducing in just a moment. Um, a little bit more about what's happening with me and my updates. Last couple sessions, we actually talked about living the life of your dreams, and I shared my updates for the first six weeks of 2020. I'm so excited about what's next, and I hope that you are too. And if you need more help with even figuring out what's next, um, I certainly can help you. Sonal is actually someone who's going to be able to help you with for future visions in a different way than I do. So uh, if you resonate with her and what she's doing, I'm going to very much encourage you. She's actually doing some visioning right now. So please feel free to reach out and get some help if you're trying to figure out your visions to have your own epic 2020. And, of course, I help you bring your brilliance, understand how to talk about it and what to say and then how to say it and bring it out, especially on LinkedIn, of course, is my favorite platform and I talk a lot about it. So I also do a lot of LinkedIn training and coaching and I'm happy to help you. I'm so Having to be actually talking to everyone about their brilliance now, I love what I'm doing because I get to see people completely lighting up about what they do and then help the rest of the world see it too. So it's incredibly rewarding. And so today we are actually going to be talking about stepping into your power with emotional intelligence. And our guest is Sonal Chef Zawahi, and we're going to talk a little bit more about her background in a minute. But first... Let me ask my question. So, do you believe emotional intelligence is an important part of communication? Do you want to more confidently connect and share your voice? And are you ready to stretch your comfort zone, step into your power? Like, how powerful does that even sound? So, today I am talking with emotional intelligence expert, speaker, and personal friend, Sonal Chef Zawari. Sonal is known for helping her clients stretch their comfort zones and step into their personal power. People who have stepped into their power are more productive with increased confidence to share their ideas and unique perspectives, team contributions, and new innovations. So today, we will hopefully inspire you to be more aware of your voice, step into action, and experience the benefits of being your best self. And as Sonal would say, have you stretched today? So a little bit more about Sonal. She is an emotional intelligence strategist and motivational coach who has presented to and worked with Fortune 500 companies and organizations such as Eli Lilly, Car Auction, Big Brother, Big Sister of Central Indiana, Simon Malls, Northwestern Medicine, and many, many more. As the president and founder of True You, Sonal's passion is to inspire others to bring their authentic selves and achieve meaningful success in contribution to others. 
especially leaders and executives. She's a member of Network of Women Business Owners, or NABO, Women in High Tech, and was recently honored as Volunteer of the Year. She holds a BS in Science Education from Miami University and an MS in Science Education from Ohio State University, and she's also certified in Facilitative Leadership with Interaction Associates. And to learn more, you can go to her website, www.haveyoustretchedtoday.com. Sonal. Wow. Hello. What an intro. <laughs> well, what an intro. <laughs> that, was a, that, 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 was, that was a big one. <laughs> it is. But you are amazing and fantabulous. And, and as I mentioned, we are also personal friends. And you probably are hearing there's a lot of similarities in what we do. But Sonal has her own unique flavor and ability to do some really, really cool things with individuals, teams, and organizations, and I absolutely adore her, um, and she's somebody I recommend all the time. So, Sonal, I'm so happy we could make this happen and find this time to, to do this show together. And I really, really appreciate it, Carla, uh, just encouraging others and uh, celebrating people for se- uh, stepping in to their power, as you say, into their brilliance is, is a gift, and you have that gift, so thank you. Well, thank you. And we could just spend the whole time just thanking each other. But <laughs> I'd love to dig in a little bit more. And sure. so I want to very briefly, I always like to ask my guests first off, how did you get here? And especially hearing about your background and your degrees and everything else, how did you get from there to here? And then I know we've got some people also on the line waiting to ask their questions. So we can also very quickly shift into those questions as well. But first, just give us a, like the highlight reel of how did you start in your career and how did you get to this point? Absolutely. I would love to. So if it's not, um, if you can't tell by my name, I'm, I'm from India. And so I am an immigrant. However, my family grew up in the United States since the 70s. And when I graduated college, since education is so huge in our Indian culture, um, I knew that it was going to be time that my parents were going to try to arrange my marriage. Yes, that existed. And so I knew academics was the way out. I was pre-med zoology undergrad, and I was going to go to med school. That's what was encouraged. And I decided last minute I was going to teach high school. And I knew if it was two hours away from where my family lived and running our family business, uh, this school system said, hey, if you teach biology for us, uh, which was my background, we'll pay for your master's degree. And I was like, ding, ding, ding. You know, and I got a chance to move two hours away, not have an arranged marriage, which was a big thumbs up, (laughs) and then uh, started teaching high school and 9th through 12th grade and and really fell in love with it. I had no idea that I would stay there and get tenured and uh, fulfill nine years teaching high school and college science. Um, I then moved to Arizona, continued teaching college out there, community college. I was adjunct. And when I moved to Indiana in the mid-2000s, I realized that I didn't want to really kind of I didn't want to grade papers anymore. I know that sounds kind of bad, but uh, I said, I really want to impact educators. I have my degrees, both of my degrees in science and interdisciplinary education. And so I just kind of started this hustle, right? I went out into the school systems and said, hey, can I train your teachers to be teachers? Uh, When I was teaching high school for 10 years, we didn't use books, textbooks. So I created everything um, from scratch. So I knew at that point that a lot of teachers, when they teach other students, that sometimes they just kind of hone in on one space. And so I was like, maybe I can bring my skills that I learned 
the difficult things that I learn and kind of do that. So that turned out wonderful. Bringing and I your brilliance out. to help others with theirs. Yeah, go ahead. Keep going. Yes, yes. And I brought that out into charter schools. Now, here, I do want to say this. When they said, sure, you can do that for us, I went, okay. And I went home and I went, uh-oh, what do I do? <laughs> and I share that because I truly believe, like one of my favorites, Marie Forleo, you know, start even when you're not ready. And I've always been wired that mm-hmm. way. So I had yeah. an idea and I went and I did it. And when they said yes, I said yes. And I went home and I did research. It's the world of the Internet. Literally everything is, on, you know, on, under our fingertips, right? Under the cloud mm-hmm. here. And I uh, made that happen. At the same time, I started working part-time as a health coach using my science background. I just found creative ways to implement that without directly going back into the classroom. And the why is because I think I'm really someone who just loves to embrace new things, to be open to change. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew that if I didn't embrace it, it was going to happen anyway. As time went on, I Mm -hmm. entered into the world of uh, I started my own business around styling, and I had a little jewelry boutique. So really, as you can hear, a hustler. And people would look at me going, what are you doing now? I'm like, creating. What can I create? What can I manifest? And then I got married at 40. And when I got married, I realized, uh-oh, I need benefits. And so my husband and I, I took a job with Wiley Publishing, again, in my education genre. But I knew that teaching was my core element. So getting to work with 18,000 professors around the nation for the last seven years was brilliant. But I got to a point then where I had this dream. And I woke up one morning saying, gosh, I'm not stretching out of my comfort zone. I'm making my number every year. This feels good. It feels easy. It feels like I'm not trying too hard at work. And I want to learn. And so when I woke up and I had that thought, lo and behold, a week after moving into our new house, I lost my job. Be careful what you wish for. (laughs) And so at that moment, (laughs) it was a week after my husband comes home and he's like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? And I said, I guess I'm going to get my hustle on. And he goes, what does that even mean? And I said, well, you didn't know me in my first life. So what that means is I need an hour to grieve, and then I need to step into my power and decide what is it that I want? What does that look like? What does that feel like? And I had a really great friend, and I have an amazing village of people in my life, said, hey, you should speak. And I said, on what? And when she heard my dream about what have you stretched today, she recorded it and she sent it out there into the world. And since then, I've been able to get opportunities to speak and train around stretching out of your comfort zone, experiencing growth and change, but not just telling people to do it, Carla, really guiding them on the how, the step-by-step and the way we do that is by stepping into our emotional intelligence, identifying our space of awareness. So that's how I got here almost 50 this year, and it's the fourth reinvention of my career, and I'm super excited, and it's super scary, and it's amazingly fun. So it's a, it's a great space that I encourage people to explore their passion and start even when they're not ready. Wow. Wow. I mean, you dropped so many truth bombs and so many nuggets of wisdom in your story even. That's incredible. Um, And I love what you said about starting before you're ready and just saying yes and figuring it out as you go. Because like you know, and and like both of us really talk to people about is you, you only really have to be one step ahead of people, right? And I know there's a lot of planners out there and that's not comfortable 
However, maybe the planners can be, you know, three steps ahead. <laughs> but, um, but it's really important to take advantage of opportunities when they arise. And I love that you even talked about your husband's question and what do you need and saying that you gave yourself, and in your case, obviously you've been stretching a lot, so you were able to take one hour. But even that's modeling how to, to define a set amount of time and actually give yourself time and permission to grieve and to feel the feelings because they're still going to come up, right? And then move mm-hmm. into the next thing rather than just trying to push through them and push those feelings down. So, again, there's so many more things that I could pull out from what you just said. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, we are actually, we have so many people that obviously love you and have called in actually more than I've ever had on a show. So I think maybe we need to actually just start hearing some of these questions unless there's a couple more things that you want to say first. Well, I will let you guide the conversation because as everyone who knows me knows, I just love to share my passion and my passion (laughs) is people and and really helping people to tap into human potential and teaching each each individual that I ever meet. I mean, there's no stranger to me, right? I pick them up everywhere. Um, I'm a people collector. And so my six-year-old says, Mommy, who's coming over today? Who's this new person in your life today? And I say that because it is so important that when we look at other people, that we I look at them, at least in my lens, as everything that's possible, so much that I can learn from them. So I, I appreciate the calls that are coming in. I appreciate the village of support. That's amazing. So let's go ahead and give us a little more context so that people actually understand even maybe where some of these questions are coming from. So you walked us through your career, going from education, the passion that you've had about everything that you've done, and even some of the reasons why you did things when and how and why you did them. But now let's talk specifically about what you are doing now and some of the ways that you engage and help people and maybe even some of your your top you know, top advice or tips for people who are just now coming to this and wondering, where do I even begin? Yeah, that's great. Thank you. I, you know, one of the biggest things that I do, one of the things that I like to do and bring out to the people is I do a lot of workshops. Um, I work with a lot of organizations, companies of all sizes, both profit and not-for-profit. And Really what ends up happening, Carla, is I'm at a networking event or I'm in, you know, being introduced to people. I also do coaching. And I, as I'm listening and actively engaging into what they're saying and what they're sharing, I automatically go to a space of how can I support them? How can I guide them to support themselves? And how can I help them to manifest that? So I do that by designing these different workshops in the soft skills lane, which are things like emotional intelligence, um, strategic thinking, you know, uh, you know, stepping into your power, effective communication. These are just some of the few key powerful concepts that people get to understand and implement, not just know, but really implement mm-hmm. and apply into their everyday life. It's amazing what it can do as you step into each of these places. So by going in and supporting organizations and doing workshop series, I have also this corporate coaching that I do um, and one-on-one coaching where then I can listen to people and understand what their needs are, not just about the organization, but if we don't feed the soul and feed the human on what they need to be in their best space, then they can't serve others. And that's really critical. Mm. That's such a good point. And I know we've got listeners who are probably right now already saying, 
well, I want to be a speaker, but I'm not one yet, or I want to be a coach, and I don't know how to get my first clients, or I've never worked with corporate people. How do I get in there? And I know even your background story, you told us a little bit about that you just told people and somebody recorded you and put it out there. But talk a little bit more about how did you actually really get in these doors and get started? You know, there wasn't magic behind it. I mean, the magic behind it, and I hope she's okay with me saying this, is uh, the amazing Aisha. Uh, she's a friend of mine that has a lot of uh, ability to forecast the future. And what she did was say, do you realize what your gift is? And I looked at her and I said, well, I know what I love and what I'm passionate about. And it dawned upon me that that gets to be my gift. And she's the one that helped mm-hmm. me create a vision and create. I didn't have a map. I didn't have uh, you know, anything carved out to say, this is what I want, and this is how I'm going to go there. So I apologize to the world if that's what you were hoping for. But what I did do along the way is I was like, you know what, that doesn't mean I can't do this. I don't have a certification in this area, so does that mean I can't move forward? No, it meant what do I want to do, and I'm going to go out there, and I'm just going to start. And the start looked like I applied to speak at a conference, and they were like, oh, yeah, please, and they and I went and spoke. Then someone from that audience said, oh, my God, can you do this? And it just kept um, dominoing, if that makes sense. And as that continued, yeah. someone said, can Organic you write a book? Growth. Can you write a chapter? Yeah. And, you know, they really, when I look back, I'm like, wow, it's amazing how organically that aligned. You know, I'm just on my way mm-hmm. home right now before this call doing a keynote. And that came from talking to someone who said, I know someone in their organization that needs someone like you. So that's how it happened. So now. Mm. I'm not discounting the people who go and get certifications. I think that's awesome. And I have quite a few in my areas of expertise. However, I don't believe that that's the only way someone should, like, collect all that data and then move forward. I think life itself can Mm. lend a really beautiful hand to being available and supportive to other people. Absolutely. And I love everything that you're saying. And and the main point I'm hearing and I also am seeing so much in my own life and my clients as well, is that when you get aligned with who you are authentically and you get aligned with what you're passionate about and you're showing up that way everywhere you go, like you said, opportunities start flowing to you and coming to you. And that is such a great example. I love that you just shared all of that. So I want to go ahead right now, actually, and take a break. And we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about that. And then we do have a call, uh, a caller who has a question for you when we get back from our break. So, again, my name is Carla Taylor. We're on the Bring Your Brilliance radio show and podcast. We're talking with Sonal Chef Zawari, haveyoustretchedtoday.com. And we will be uh, we're here on Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? 
Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Bring Your Brilliance. My name is Carla Taylor. We are here talking with Sonal Chef Zori. We're talking about stepping into your power and emotional intelligence. And just before the break, I was uh, mentioning that we have a caller who has a question for us. So, Nathaniel, are you there, and can you share with us your question? Yes, I'm here. Thanks for allowing me to have a question be uh, asked. Um, my question for Solano, um, we and her, her and I work well together, and my question that, you know, just kind of came up as a back-minded, conscious question, how do you allow emotional intelligence to kind of override that fear of burning out or failing while you're at a high? Oh, that's such a great question. Nate, thank you for so much for being on this call. And you're right, we do work great together, and there's a reason. Uh, you know, you're you're fabulous, and you're amazing, and I appreciate you so much. Um, I think that the power behind emotional intelligence is, if, if I may, Nate, is I'm going to break it down into four components so that I could implement that and apply it to your question. Would that be okay with you? Yes. Awesome. So, Emotional intelligence really to the core of the essence is about self-awareness, right? So how are we showing up? What do we need? What's working? What's not working? And what I hear you talking about, Nate, is how do we keep from burnout, right? How do we avoid getting there? Well, the first step in um, emotional intelligence is self-awareness. When we're mindful of the things that are impacting us, when we're showing up on a day-to-day basis, if we're fatigued, if we're brain dead, if we're tired, if we feel anxious, uh, you ever feel discouraged, right? These are big things that we feel because we're human. And we feel those, those are always some type of reflection of something that happened before. Something that either, depending on how we're feeling physically, maybe something we ate or some news we heard that we kind of experience and we put it on hold. And the second component is self-management, which means now that I'm aware of this, if I'm aware that I'm a you know, exhausted with what I'm doing, how do I manage that? How do I shift? How do I step into action? What are some things that I can do? How can I stretch to shift that vibration? If I know that I'm not sleeping enough, if I'm, you know, having late nights or I'm not eating the best food or I'm eating kind of like I do sometimes, my emotions, then I know that I get to self-manage and shift in that space to create a change in how I show up. The third component is social awareness. I love that one, right? Because, hey, I may be approaching fatigue or burnout, but why? What's happening in my space? 
Do I have a partner like my spouse? And do I have lots of kids? I know you have five kids, Nate, which is amazing to me. Um, what do I need to do in that space? What kind of conversations can I have? What can I set up to win? And if that means, hey, honey, can you do this and I'll do that, set up a plan, right? That's a social awareness. And the last component is relationship management. Now that I get this and I collect all this data, try new things, what's working, what's not working, how am I managing those relationships? I'll give you a beautiful example. My husband and daughter are amazing, and I'm gone off and on a lot. And sometimes what I get to do is say, hey, can I have a conversation with you? Here's my ask. I need to be gone on this, this, and this day. How do you feel about that? And what do you need from me? So when you start creating that, that's emotional intelligence, right? It's just being mindful and thoughtful. That's just a fancy way of saying being aware. And when you're aware, then you step into action. So to avoid burnout, Nate, think about the things that are leading you there. Then cluster those together and devise a plan to push through that. And never, never, never not ask for help, right? Be okay with that. Let's put, you know, ask someone saying, here's what I need to succeed. And then ask that person for help. Because when we do that, we're better for everyone in the long run. Does that help a little bit? Yes. Yes, it does. Okay. Thank you. Great, I hope I answered that. Great answer, Sonal. <laughs> and Nate, do you have any <laughs> other follow-up questions for for Sonal about that specifically? Uh, no, I mean she definitely hit the hit it right on the the head there with answering those questions. And, you know, I appreciate her always challenging me to stretch on a daily basis. So thank you so much, Sonal. Oh yes. Oh, you're very welcome. Sonal's great at that. Yeah, and I love how you, know, you broke it down into those four areas of self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. And it really also has to happen in that order, right? You have to be self-aware before you actually realize how you're showing up socially or being able to manage your relationship. Awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. So, and, you know, even if it doesn't happen... Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, even if it doesn't happen in order, just know that it's just creating that system that you may get and collect the data for those different components, Carla, in different times and different spaces and different experiences. But the order is only simply mm. about taking a step back and getting a bird's eye view to pull it together to craft solutions. Interesting take on that. I, I love that, that you made that point. And that makes perfect sense because I know – even personally, I'm learning a lot about all of these different areas, and you're you, you can't like just not be in your life in those situations either. You know, you can't be like, well, hang on, relationships. Let me do a little bit more self awareness. You know, that actually makes right. a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great. So uh, let's go ahead and talk a little bit more then about how. Um, people can go from kind of these basic four categories. And so then what would be next as far as maybe doing a little bit more of implementing or what are some things that you're finding people uh, really tend to start on or even get stuck on? You know, getting, getting stuck in your stuck, sorry, in your comfort zone is so easy to happen, right? Or just feeling stuck in general. And I think some of the tips that I always like to put out there is I, I really break down 
uh, these components on a deeper level. But in each one of them, I take it and connect it to things like effective communication. You know, the power really is in the language. When you're connecting with other people, how are you connecting with them? How are you aware of what's important to them? And here's an example. You know, there's oftentimes, um, I, my, one of my favorite quotes is, um, you know, be the change you wish to, be the change you wish to be in the world, right? And the reason that's so important to me is instead of putting that responsibility on someone else to change so that you can feel what you need, it's really important that we take a step back, right? That's what self-awareness is about. How do I need to shift to show up? But once we know that we need to shift, then how do we communicate that? You know, that's in this day and age of emails and text messages and um, chat rooms and all of this, there's so many different ways that people communicate how many times people are receiving communication and going, no, they didn't. I can't believe they just said that to me. And we look at the print and we don't know what the tone um, or, you know, their inflection Mm. is in their voice or what the intention is. And that can create, you know, that can mislead people. That can create conflict. And that's a whole different conversation when we talk about conflict resolution. But I believe the source of a lot of that is the power in the language. How are we showing up? Again, the self-awareness. What are we saying? And if I may, I'll give you an example to implement all of that, right? So how am I going to communicate mm-hmm. to my team at the office? I'll make this up, right? I'm at the office. I'm coming into a meeting. I just got cut off on the road on my way to this meeting. I know I'm running late. We've all been there. We rush into that space right. and we're like, okay, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Self-awareness. I'm aware that I'm anxious. So my right. self-management, what I would do is talk to that person, that leader, and say, take a step back. Think about what you're going to say and how you're going to deliver it. Are you going to deliver it from your place of anxiety? Or are you going to look at your team of leaders that you're looking out at there and talk to them and kind of take a pause? And even tell them, right? It gives them permission, too, in the future to say, give me a minute so I can collect myself. It's a very powerful, simple yeah. thing to do, yeah. right? And then and then you look around the room and you pay and you're very mindful of who's in my space right now. Do I see anyone else anxious? Do I some, see some people really smiling big? Do I see some people not fully present because they're on their phone? And incorporate that into the way that I deliver that do I say hey put your phone down or I get to say so everybody give me one thing that you started with your morning off with so that will immediately take them and bring them present and engage them Mm. so I truly believe when I work with people in emotional intelligence that you really need to have things like the effect communication skills and to strategically plan it's not a fancy word I promise you it's easier than done is when do I say these things that's incorporating strategic thinking right? And then when do I accept that I am always a leader and that I am always influencing others, even if I don't want that job? Someone next to me is being influenced Mm -hmm. by how I am showing up. So leading with influence. And then teaching them step into your power, right? Step into your greatness. Even if your greatness feels like a little pea today and tomorrow feels like a big string bean, today (laughs) show up in the best version of yourself and don't apologize for it. Say, this is who I am today. Because yeah. when you're vulnerable and you open up, then it gives permission to other people to be vulnerable and to know we're human. And guess what happens then? The power of connection. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is such great, great stuff. And, you know, even what you're talking about, the fact that you're always a leader to someone around you. 
And I know, of course, as parents, right, like we're always being listened mm-hmm. to and observed, even if it doesn't seem like it. But even in life, and, and it's kind of how I also talk about that, you know, have it in a your authentic personal brand. You have a personal brand, whether you're deliberate about it or not. And that's the same thing. You are a leader and an influencer of the people around you because you're there and you're showing up. And everybody, and I think you probably even have a program about this too, that that everyone's a leader. Like you don't have to have a title to be a leader, that Mm -hmm. you actually have leadership qualities that you can bring to every interaction. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do have a program like that. I have, if you know, when do you, I would love for you to follow me on LinkedIn um, or check out my website at haveyoustretchday.com. You'll find, you know, 10 different workshop series that I have um, as well as different ways that I approach them. And I do customize as well. So I share that only because I know that every organization, every space, um, big or small, you know, have their own beautiful little culture. And so it really is about crafting that and allowing all the people that are in your space to feel like they're a part of that culture. Wow, that's that's really powerful. And then I also love what you talked about, the power is in the language and how we say things and even your example of needing someone to be present in the room and instead of saying like a, a reprimand almost, you know, of like, hey, put your phone away. Yeah. Um, you simply use the opportunity, like you said, to be strategic about bringing people present with a question that gets everyone to be present. And again, that's such a great way to model approaching everything with the higher levels of emotional intelligence where you're also mindful of how that other person might receive what you're saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I do have a question that I know comes up a lot for people that I'm working with. And, you know, a lot of people are, they've heard of emotional intelligence. They know it's important. They understand it's needed. They want to show better but they're having a hard time, like even your your comment about I need to shift. And they might even see that they need to shift, but they actually don't know how to shift. So even before they communicate that they, they need to do it, or maybe that's part of it is communicating that, hey, I get that I'm here right now. But then how do you shift? Like how do you stop being so reactive and, and get yourself to a different place? That's a great question. So, you know, I'm going to share a process that I have, if that's okay, it's, and, and it's actually the word stretch broken down. So, um, And when we're sure. done with this, if anyone's interested in learning more about this, I have this in my chapter in a book. It's on my website. Um, or feel free um, to you know, check in with me, and I can share this with you and teach you a little bit more. But stretch, the way I like to answer your question, is I, take, I break it down to these parts, right? And again, does this mean that that long word, you're going to stretch this out and you have to do this in five minutes or 10 minutes or 10 days? There's The time frame is up to you and how it fits your specific space, okay? So S stands yes. for step into awareness, as we've been talking about, right? Who am I? How am I showing up? What do I want to change, right? Change being the shift, okay? T stands for tone. Set the tone, Determine the attitude you're going to have towards this change in your life. A lot of times we want to make changes and we start making them, but somehow we're victimized by our own choices, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay at this job. I can't believe I have to be at this job. Well, you decided to stay at your job. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. So really show up with the attitude of abundance and not with victim, 
Does that make sense? Mm. And then and choose what you're choosing. Yeah. Choose what you're choosing. Excellent. I love that. And then R is reflect on what's needed. What is your ultimate intention or purpose? Do I still need to figure that out? What resources will I need to complete that? Uh, Determine what you already have and what you need to acquire. And I will tell you, my favorite thing in the world is to ask questions. Okay? Mm. E is for engage in new ideas. Exit your comfort zone. Explore your options and identify different paths to achieving your goal. Okay? Be open to new perspectives. So if you're someone who's going to say, oh, okay, I'll do that, but I don't want to hear what anybody else has to say about it. I already made up my mind, right? That's not going to allow mm. you to create that shift, right? So there's that, that step is so important, so tiny sometimes, but so important. And then T, the second T, my favorite, is take action. Step into the stretch or the shift and follow through with the extension. Don't let doubt prevent you from completing the stretch or that, you know, that shift that you're making once you've started. You've identified the steps. Stay in action. We all have people in our lives that are the I know kings and queens, right? Especially if you have children. I know. I know. <laughs> yes. I know. And then you're like, I get that you know. What are you doing? What are you doing this around the I know this, right? The action. Yes, absolutely. The, yes, and the C in stretch stands for change management. I love this one. Collect the data. What's working? What's not? Evaluate and make adjustments to ensure that the path is still leading you towards your goals. See, stretching hmm. increases agility. And the more agile you are, the easier changes for you to manage. And you know and I know that change is the most consistent thing in life. So if it's going to be there, be agile, right? Figure out what's working. If you're mm-hmm. working with your kids and something's not working, then don't give up. Reposition it. Recraft it. Curate something new. And the last H in stretch, or the only H in stretch, <laughs> is harness the power. You've just mm. done something huge. You've shifted. You identified a need. You determined your course of action. And you followed through. Celebrate your stretch out of your comfort zone. Celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. This is just the beginning. Now you get to take what you've learned, the confidence you've built, and keep that stretch going. And then decide, keep what will going. I tackle next? Yeah. Mm. And that momentum. So speaking of keeping going and momentum, we're going to actually take a break. (laughs) And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about this acronym and and putting it into practice and maybe even an example of when you've seen somebody do that extremely well. But again, my name is Carla Taylor. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show and podcast. We're talking with the amazing Sonal Chef Zawahiri. We're talking about stepping into your power with emotional intelligence. We're here on Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? 
Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Do you struggle to answer what do you do because you do many different things? Do you want your future clients to know, like, and trust you? Do you want to make LinkedIn work for you? If you're ready for extreme clarity and confidence with opportunities flooding your LinkedIn inbox, Carla Taylor's Bring Your Brilliance Coaching Masterminds and Workshops give you the exact steps to get it done. Don't have time to do it yourself? Carla's LinkedIn Content Ghostwriting Service is exactly what you need. Schedule your free consultation today at bringyourbrilliance.as.me or go to bringyourbrilliance.net. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Bring Your Brilliance Radio Show. I am Carla Taylor. I am your host. And today we have been talking with Sonal Shazawari about stepping into your power and emotional intelligence. And just to give you a little bit of an update of what's happening next with Bring Your Brilliance, I do have a mastermind, a six-week mastermind that's actually starting uh, in March. And it's going to be a very small group where you will get to work on bringing out your brilliance and being able to talk about it very clearly, work on any challenges that you want to make sure that you get accomplished, especially in the next 90 days. You'll have time each week on the hot seat to get some peer feedback and and information on how to keep going and keep growing, and it's going to be a really powerful program. So if you're at all interested in that or any of the other ways that I can help you with LinkedIn or ghostwriting or any of the things that I do, please do reach out to me. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. Carla J. Taylor is the the actual link on LinkedIn for my profile. Of course, Bring Your Brilliance, you can connect there as well at bringyourbrilliance.net. And then bringyourbrilliance.as.me, you just simply type that in and you will be able to set up a 15-minute phone call, a free consultation with me directly on my calendar. So please do that. I'd love to talk with you and find out more about how I can help you bring your brilliance. And Sonal, before we jump back into your to your information that you've been sharing with us, can you tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you or, or what to do from here to, to reach you? Sure, absolutely. Um, well, HaveYouStressedToday.com, and just so you know, my full name, SonalShethZawari.com, takes you both, uh, both of them take you to the same website. Uh, you can also reach me on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn, so please, please reach out, connect, ask me questions, let's chat, let's connect, my favorite thing to do. You can reach me at my full name, SonalShethZawari. I'm also on Facebook as well under the same name, so I think I've hopefully 
satisfied you, Carla, since you're awesome at branding. I kept my brand simple and straightforward all the way through. <laughs> um, I, you will also find on my website that I do have a book called Mentoring Moments. I have a chapter in there with uh, 13 other phenomenal and remarkable women around the country that talk about breaking through to success and how we can mentor others to do so. Um, and I believe, awesome. I think those are all the venues. Yeah. And email me, of course, if you want, at sonal at haveyoustretchedtoday.com. Again, you can always go to my website if you can't remember anything else and even connect with me on there. <laughs> Wonderful. And and Sonal, we won't go through all of the selling of everything, but Sonal is S-O-N-A-L. So sonal at haveyoustretchedtoday.com. And, of course, the rest of the spellings you can find on our, our show notes and, and everything else. Um so we were talking before the break about you used the acronym of STRETCH. And you talked about, we were talking about how can someone actually shift and, and not be so reactive. And and I know this is true for a lot of people, but I always like to relate it back to my kids because I'm in the thick of teenagers <laughs> and then helping them to communicate oh, better. Yeah. And so my kids are at a stage, they're 17, they're triplets, and they know they need to do better and be better, but they're really, really having a hard time with shifting this relationship dynamic they've been in for a while. And when you talked about stress, I'll just briefly recap. It was step into awareness, tone, setting the tone and attitude you're going to have, reflect on what's needed, engaging in new ideas, taking action, which of course is huge, change management and and managing the change and making any adjustments as you need to, and then harnessing the power. So, Tell us a little bit more now about, let's take that to a practical application. So you can either use my kids as an example, or if you have a great example of someone who who really went through all those steps, I'd love to hear that from you. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Why don't I um, try to do one for your kids? You want to try that? That would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, I'm going to give you kudos, teenagers, man, to have three of them under your roof. I mean, I had a classroom full of them, but I didn't get to go home with them. So um, that, that that's pretty amazing. So <laughs> totally you need to celebrate you. Absolutely. You know, it's it, you know, teenagers are are a little bit bigger challenge, right? Because we as um, adults, once we get past twenty five and our brains have developed, we look at some of these concepts and go, um, duh, yeah, just do that, right? It seems so intuitive for us, right? So much more so as we get older in life, and we have to be mindful that, and it's hard to as a parent especially because we're caught up in life, that in the social awareness part of it, their minds aren't fully developed yet. And because they're not, we really get to still approach them. We still get to approach them in a way where, and I know this sounds silly and cheesy, when I teach, because teaching is the core of who I am, I approach people as though they don't have a background in something, right, by asking Mm -hmm. questions, not by telling. Because when we ask, then they get to be engaged and have buy-in. And so one of the things that I would do in order to assess the awareness of what's going on, no matter what age a kid or a person is, I would say ask questions. Really sit down thoughtfully and maybe first start with a conversation saying, what's what's working, what's not working? Talk to me authentically. What do you want, what don't you want? Have them write it down. There's such value in writing stuff down and transitioning it or transferring it from your short-term memory to your long-term memory, right? Plus, it becomes experiential and you hold on to it. So have them write that down with you. Do an exercise together as a family. And then as you're continuing through that process, say, now tell me, let's talk about, if that's your awareness, what do you need? Here's the cool thing with kids, right? 
I want this, I want that, I need this, I need that. And then you ask them, well, why? What do you need with that? If we could make this happen for you right now, what could that look like? What would you need to make that happen right now? And you just help them to go through the process. And that's part of the Mm -hmm. reflection, right? And then you may propose ideas or you may say, let's all pitch in. What would you do to help that person, your brother or your sister, with that problem? What suggestions would you give, Mm -hmm. right? Engage in new ideas. Collaborate. There's power in that. Put a big whiteboard up. See, we're willing to do that in our jobs and with teams and with companies and organizations, but we're not doing it at home. Mm. It deserves that same kind of strategy, right? And then look at all of those together and design a plan. Be strategic and and, and look at each other and say, what would work? What's realistic? What's not? What's possible? What's not? How can we help each other? When do we set up checkpoints? Maybe I'll tap into you tomorrow. Let's, let's, how do we set that up and set that up with them? Because when they come up with it, even though as a parent we could tell them what to do, when you coach them, and you're a fabulous coach, Carla, when you coach them <laughs> to come up with it themselves, now they have personal buy-in. And when they have personal buy-in, it's like you're in the back of your head, you're like, yes, that's what I was going to tell them. So glad they said it themselves because now they'll get to do it. Right. It's kind of like when yes, you teach totally. people things or your kids things and they're like, uh, and they don't listen to you. And then they come home and they're like, oh, my friend said, and they tell you exactly what you said the other day. And you're like, really? I just told you that. <laughs> but they need to hear it. Right. They, they need to hear it differently. That goes for spouses with each other, too. Mm-hmm. We just hear the message mm-hmm. from different people when it's needed. And so if it's not happening the way it is now, then maybe just maybe I don't I don't know. I'm not a psychiatrist but maybe you can say let's reposition the how we're delivering it maybe that could shift it a bit or who's delivering it because maybe that could shift it a bit and that's kind of where the change management comes in right collecting the data what's working what's not but you know what why not have that collecting the data with with the kids let's set up another meeting hey what's working what's not working what do you think we should do differently how should we do it differently let's talk through this and then harness the power. And even if it's one out of ten on that list, I'm making that up, that is a success, celebrate <laughs> that. Don't focus on the nine that didn't work. Focus on the one that did. Mm-hmm. And yes. celebrate what's working so, so that so they true. can feel empowered for that one. Because we all know, if we, every human has tried to do a diet at some point in their life, when we feel a win, it energizes us. So give them an energizer, right? Mm. Let them feel that initial win and celebrate that one and then say, what can we do differently about the eight that or the nine that didn't work or however many it is? And and keep that wow. as a momentum change. Wow, yeah. Does that I mean, help? That's such a great point and it seems, <laughs> it's so helpful. And it, like, as you're saying all this, I'm like, yeah, uh, like I do that at work, but it's so much harder at home, especially when, well, especially when it's teenagers, but also just we don't think about bringing in those same tools as much. And it's funny because as you're saying all this, I used to have weekly family meetings with my kids. And then as life has gotten busy and they have school stuff and activities and work now and everything else, we haven't really had time 
to do that or we haven't taken the time to do that. And as you're saying this, I'm like, why did I stop having those meetings? And that did help so much. And now I love that you gave me this perfect, beautiful formula. And I can also see it applying to teams. I'm actually getting ready this weekend to go and and be with a team, and we're doing this big process to have everybody come together. And I'm like, this is a great approach to this. So that's wonderful. I really appreciate you walking through all of those steps to, to really – and emphasizing why each part of it is important. And I agree, especially the last part about celebrating wins. Um, I That's something I know – I celebrate everybody else's wins all the time in the world. But then with my kids, I'm always like, but you didn't do this. Or you didn't do your chores. Or you didn't, you know, like it's so much harder when you're living yeah. with that person. And I, I so appreciate mm-hmm. you bringing that out. So we are almost yeah. at the end of our, of our show. Do you have any last tips or thoughts that you want to leave people with? Or, or if you can remember nothing else, remember this. What would you say to people? Well, if you can't remember anything at all, just remember to be authentic. Trust your gut. You mm. truly will know. If you're feeling a tinkle in your gut, not to have to use the restroom or anything like that, uh, just know <laughs> that that's truly a voice that you need to trust. <laughs> I'm corny, too. I, I can't help it. Um, and, and just know that that little, that little voice in your gut has value because it is your voice and it's your voice to trust. I did want to say one last thing, if I could, real quick. Um, I sure. truly believe I have a lot of organizations and people tell me all the time, I, I know my company culture is important and I know I need to value my people. I don't know how to do it. And so just please stay in touch with me. I'm in the process of crafting. It's coming in soon, uh, really fast. I'm creating this package of cards called I Value You. And it's for leaders and managers, for parents to be able to hand a card to their kid or their employee to say, I see you. I recognize you. Great job communicating. Thank you for being mm. vulnerable. And I'm designing this because a lot of people, it may not be intuitive for them, that it reminds them to celebrate the people around you. Please, always, please give a compliment a day to at least one person you don't know. Inspire them. Empower them. That will do it. Awesome. Thank you so so very much, Sonal. We so appreciate. I know you're you're so so busy and you're so much in demand. And I I so appreciate you taking out the time to give us so many pearls of wisdom and so many ways for people to move forward and to to get to the life that they've been wanting and and live their best selves. And so yes, I value you. It's your card deck. It's how we should be living. I love it so much. And it's so in line with bring your brilliance and being fully authentically you. So remember to go out there and be brave, be bold, be brilliant, and be you. We will be here again next week at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Inspired Choices Network, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bring Your Brilliance with Carla Taylor. For the latest updates and info on personal branding, please follow and interact with Carla Taylor on LinkedIn. And be sure to visit www.itstimetobringit.com. Join Carla Taylor every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then...